Hi, you're listening to Mock the Bleak. The podcast where I, Dom, and I, Kitty, talk about some of the darkest, bleakest topics or times in our lives and essentially aim to uplift through education, humour and chutzpah. Hello. 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 Hi, we're back. Um, so we were gone for a long time before our last episode and we apologise then. Um, I think given the current, not environment, that's the wrong thing to say, given the current situation, I'm yes. um, not going to really explain why we were away. Times are tough, they've been shit for everybody, but we're back. And because it's approaching spooky season, uh, we're in, oh my God, what month is it? Uh, September. September. Uh, because we're in September now, we're coming close to October, spooky fucking season. We thought we'd shake it up a bit and talk about something that we're both quite interested in and we're going to go kind of a bit more occulty i don't know whether it's for the foreseeable i'm not going to make any predictions i might look like mystic meg but that's not going to happen um so we've decided to do the seven deadly sins yes the seven deadly sins we're going to talk about them we're going to we found some facts about some of them and we're just going to have a general chin wag, really. We, one of the main sources that we've used is the Divine Comedy, or um, the particular section that we're referring to is The Inferno by Dante. Um, and we're going to do the, the Seven Deadly Sins in order that they appear in Dante's Inferno. So the first that we're doing is Lust. So the seven deadly sins are pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath and sloth. And we're just going to talk about them really, talk about them, describe some facts and shit, just get it going. So yeah, lust, we're going to dive on in. Let's get started. So lust slash kind of fornication is mainly described as kind of unlawful sexual desire, so like... Uh, desiring say sex with a person in the biblical sense it would be kind of outside of marriage like premarital sex that kind of thing or even within marriage um saint thomas aquinas said that a married couple having sex without wanting to have children is considered lustful fornication and is a sin what the fuck so you've just got to like think about it like let's have sex because we want a baby like yes pretty much you know fucking sound no fun at all (laughs) um oh i've lost my bit now uh oh yeah yeah so yeah that was an example um in dante's divine comedy his definition of lust was an excessive love of others um because this basically reduced the love that you could actually give to god almost like you've got a kind of set amount like very jealous isn't he god what yeah just jealous of like oh you're having a right shag fest down here and i'm up here i've got to be good no he's like where's my love you know well i don't know i mean there's been loads of depictions of god as a right horny git like look at zeus in fucking greek mythology he's supposed to be god isn't he yeah true and he was a little fucking swan rapist knobbing about literally knobbing about anyway um so the punishment in Dante's Inferno for lust was to basically be put in the second circle of the Inferno, so it's not considered as bad. This is why we've done it in this order. This lust is considered one of the least 
bad and we're going to get worse as we go on through all these circles of the inferno um so in the kind of lusty second circle of the inferno um they were basically blown about by a strong wind that was supposed to at least uh, words supposed to be so powerful that they could like never rest never even sit down could barely breathe um yeah because apparently like lust is supposed to kind of knock you off the beaten path in real life as well it's just stops you from being grounded well in dante's mind but... in dante's mind but he's right yeah. fucking prude um I mean, that would just be a nightmare for me because I'm a fucking fringe. Imagine me in hell with, like, my fringe going fucking everywhere. For context, I'm an agoraphobic, bit like I'm a literal agoraphobe, like, not one of those annoying people that are, oh, my God, I'm so, like, literally OCD, when they're, like, being clean. Like, I'm literally diagnosed agoraphobic. And uh, one of my, like, worst things when I leave the house, like, one of my triggers is I'll be absolutely fine and then I'll be walking down the road and a breeze will hit me and my hair will just go everywhere. I've got, like, mad, long black hair and a fucking beefy hairsprayed fringe and it'll just go fucking everywhere and I will fall to bits. Like, that would literally be my idea of hell. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, like, they're only in the second circle. We'll just be nice and give you a wind. And I'm like, no. <laughs> That'd be the fucking worst. I think nightmare. I originally thought it doesn't sound too bad, but describing it as never being able to sit down, I think that's quite bad. What, never being able to sit down, just always stood or, or floating around in the wind? Imagine the dry mouth you'd get. Yeah. You'd never be able to drink. Well, I think you wouldn't have any sustenance. What, in hell? No. Yeah, I don't think they're good. I think that's the whole point, isn't it? They're not going to make it comfortable for you, have they? No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, following on from that, we kind of looked into some kind of... We looked into lust a bit more. So, obviously, I mentioned that it was kind of illegal sexual desire. So, historically, obviously, we would be fucked as kind of anything remotely queer or lgbt historically has been seen as unlawful sexual desire you know it's well being gay is still illegal in a lot of different countries and um you know that would very much fall into the kind of lust category a lot of people who do say conversion therapy shit usually equate it to lust don't they and say like oh everybody has these feelings you just have to ignore them and it's like no bitch you're just fucking gay and you're putting it on everyone else like yeah, it's the idea that it can't be above anything other than being perceived as like a primal instinctual thing yeah rather than like a genuine emotion it's like no honey that's just a primal instinct for you yeah. <laughs> um but as well i think there's been a lot just generally equating women and their sexuality with kind of lusty behaviours like you you're not supposed to enjoy sex like what the fuck it's solely to have babies like the point that you mentioned like in Dante's Inferno weren't there like in the lust section weren't there like a couple of historically like sexually liberated women in there like wasn't Cleopatra in there I'm not sure. The word... was it, they, they, like, alluded to it, didn't they? Because they alluded that Helen of Troy was in there as well, yeah. didn't they? They, like, made references but didn't actually, like, name anybody, did they? Well, Apart from, like, poets and shit. Yeah, well, back historically, sex work was really common. Like, in um, 
lot, well, Admiral Nelson of Trafalgar fame. He was well known to be, his basically mistress was a well known sex worker. And around that time in London, it was estimated at least one in six women made money made money through sex work. See, the only time that I can think of, but then you're the history whiz, not me. The only time that I can think of where sex workers were ever praised, and even then it wasn't properly really, it was in the pre-Raphaelite times, when obviously these like dusty old like Italian like painters, not even Italian, not all of them, but like Rossetti would go trailing around for like beautiful women, usually sex workers, and they would pay for their time just to model. And I think it was Rossetti. Yeah, I think he was called Rossetti. He ended up marrying um, a sex worker. Um, and she was like his muse, and they obviously worked together. Like he painted, he used her as a subject for loads of his paintings. But that's the only time in history I can ever like think of where some kind of like posh blokes actually praised female sexuality and like nowadays obviously we're we're lucky we're lucky to live in quite a sexually liberated time but even then like even shit like people's reaction to Cardi B and Megan the Stallion's WAP reactions to that it's just pathetic like people are still it's always seen as lust as something that if women experience it it degrades them yeah and it's it's seen as like lust is seen as like you know what's what i find really funny is that and i don't want to be like a not all men but people degrade women for other people feeling lust for them do you know what i mean do you get what I'm talking yeah, about? And it's like, you are attractive to me, so therefore I have to shit all over you and I have to ruin this for you. It's like... It, it's the Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion to literally just make a song about female sexuality, having a good time while having fucking sex and just enjoying this, like, consensual sect act... Sect act? Sex act. And for people to just have such a, an, an odd reaction to it 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 yeah it just shows how backwards people are still yeah, definitely and it's just embarrassing really isn't it like we're moving into one of the most sexually fucking liberated times and you know sex workers like it just seems like sex workers can't catch a fucking break at the moment like you see shit like that fucking bella thorne starting an only fans just because it's fun and like take just shitting on loads of fucking sex workers and it's just so like OnlyFans is just becoming a platform that's being co-opted more and more by non-sex workers. Yeah. Like using it like cameo or something or Patreon or something like that. But talking again about I just want to say about historical sex workers, the Byzantine Empress Theodora. She was a known sex worker before she married Justin Emperor Justinian. Mm-hmm. And going back to Zeus, one of her acts was that she would reenact Hera being raped by Zeus as a swan. By oh, for who did she perform it for? Uh, just a crowd, like people are paying to watch her. But where? Uh, it would be in what is now modern day Turkey. Oh, cool. So in that region, would like Tur- the Byzantine Empire was like Turkey, Greece, the Middle East at that time. Yeah. So she would um, lay on the ground naked, covering certain parts of her body she wanted the swan to peck at with seed and would then basically like lay down and let Just the Just lay there and let the swan peck her? Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, it's not really... I was panicking then. Like, when you were like, she did a sexual act with a swan, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, what do you mean? But lying there and letting a swan peck you isn't... It was like she put it on a, you know... On a muff? Yeah, on a muff. She just put the seeds like a fanny. Yeah, but that just that just hurt. I'm sorry. Like, I don't... Oh. Oh. I don't... Oh, no. Oh, God. So, kind of moving away from that a little bit, but kind of in the realm of, I guess, genital mutilation, which is basically what you've referred to or what I can see in my head. There's a swan just pecking away at your bits. Um, when I was looking up lust... I discovered something a bit dark. I mean, I know we've already whinged about kind of sex workers like getting shit on by society that still kind of judges them as lusty and, you know, it's not a real job apparently when it totally fucking is. Um, Lust murder is actually a thing. I know it's really dark, but we're... Well, I'm a murderino, um, if you get the reference. Um... I'm a murderino. I listen to um, Karen. Oh my god, I can't fucking remember the names because I'm on the spot. (laughs) It's like Karen Kilgariff and Georgia (sighs) from my favourite murder. I can't fucking remember. Oh my god, how embarrassing. But um, they basically do a true crime podcast called My Favourite Murder. Um, So obviously, I listen to them all the time. But I didn't realise the kind of segments of murder and the. Obviously, there's so many different types, but lust, specifically lust murder is a thing. So a lust murderer basically um, searches for like erotic satisfaction by killing someone. Um, and a lust murder is kind of synonymous with um, the paraphilic term for erotonphonophilia, I think. I can't even read my bloody writing now. Um, yeah, it is definitely that which is sexual arousal or gratification um, dependent basically on the death of a human. So you have to have somebody die in order to achieve gratification, the method of which is totally up to you. Um, the fun, the sorry, the paraphilic word that I used, like paraphilic or paraphilia, is basically a word to describe um, sexual perversion or deviation um so it's usually defined by like say the experience of you feeling sexual arousal by an unusual object or a situation or a fantasy even like individuals or behaviors so they're usually summed up by philia so that's the kind of word group so for example pedophilia is the kind of unnatural attraction to children that's what that word group kind of is i found that interesting the fact that there's an entire word group like dedicated to like sexual deviancy like i didn't didn't, obviously everyone's heard of the word fucking paedophilia but i didn't think there were more do you know what i mean maybe that's naive but i think the suffix is similar to phobia like yeah phobia is an an unnatural fear of something then a feeling would be an unnatural attraction yeah but anyway so some if you are a murderino like me some of these names might be familiar to you even if you know you have watched any kind of murder documentaries your family are really big into like murder documentaries and murder books aren't they mine aren't so much actually i think maybe now they are because it's come with the times but i think they might find it a bit morbid but whatever i'm into it but some well-known lust murderers are ted bundy 
John Christie, Jack the Ripper, Albert Fish, John Wayne Gacy, and Richard Ramirez. Yeah, like, I, I've heard of all of those people. Like, I, well, obviously, I only wrote the names of the people that I've actually fucking heard of. Um, but there's a whole fucking list of people that are specifically referred to as lust murderers because it's the idea that someone has to die in order for them to achieve, like, sexual gratification. So I know Richard Ramirez was referred to as the Night Stalker, wasn't he? Yeah. And, like... I can't remember everything what he did. I remember the first time. I think I genuinely listened to his story on My Favourite Murder. And it was fucking horrible, like chilling what he did. It's like the stuff of nightmares, just like what he did. But the idea that people get like sexual gratification off it is even fucking worse Mm. for me. Like, oh, I don't know. Just imagine like your life being in the hands of someone that's literally getting turned on by you, like suffering and dying. It just doesn't yeah. even bear thinking about, does it? Honestly. No, it's like... Well, there's loads of different types of killers. Like, there's messianic killers and product killers and stuff like that, but I won't... See, but I'm quite naive in stuff like this, but these are directly associated to lust. Like, these are called yeah. lust killers because they feed off that, like, emotion. And I guess I've, it was so shocking to me because, obviously, I've heard about Ted Bundy and all these weirdos keep going on about how fucking hot he is and, like, sharing... you know when like um, I can't remember the name of that teenage shooter but like people were trying to make that that recent teenage shooter in America that could be like any well I know I know but there's a teenage shooter in America recently um, a white kid and I think he I don't know I don't know who he murdered but he murdered someone with a very very big fucking gun but people were circulating um pictures of him like doing not community service but like oh but look he wasn't a bad kid look at him cleaning graffiti and doing yeah, like... i know you took kyle rittenhouse that's it that's his fucking name but him and then to counteract it though and i thought this was brilliant so obviously there's sh- loads of people are like trying to appeal to like your kind of empathy by sharing pictures of this fucking sick child who's not even a kid is he he's like 17 um which, you know, if he was black, he'd be try he'd be referred to as an adult or a thug in America. But no, because he's a white boy, he's a fucking child. Um, sorry, I've got a lot of opinions on this. Um, but they're sharing pictures of him, like, cleaning some graffiti. Like, oh my God, what a good kid. So people counteracted it by sharing a picture of Ted Bundy doing the washing up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, how perfect. Like, of course fucking sickos are capable of doing like the odd nice thing like a bit of washing up like just because someone's cleaned something doesn't mean that they're not like a fucking evil murderer like oh, people do so it's interesting as well with ted bundy and and oh, i can't remember but it's another serial killer i've been reading about and both of their victims were like li- little girls like the first oh, victims no. had no no it's oh. talking about they they could make every excuse for killing women like oh they were sluts or whatever but they never talked about like the children they'd kill so obviously they feel that you know killing a woman because they felt lust was perfectly justified but that's the thing yeah that's the thing like people punish you for feeling lust for you it's like i saw this meme the other day and i post i feel very strongly about this as well um, I saw this, not meme, that's the wrong word, I saw this video posted the other day, it was supposed to be fucking funny, 
of these again in America this kid that was not kid I keep saying that people are kids when they're fucking not they're just younger than me I'm only 27 (laughs) this adult person who was old enough to have sex I think he was a young adult like maybe 19 um was getting like teased by his mates poking his head out of a hotel room because he'd gone back with a fat girl and they were all rinsing him and I saw that and I was just like he was sexually attracted to her because she's clearly attractive right her body doesn't make her less attractive but you're all rinsing him because she's fat and you're judging him for feeling attracted to her and it's just another example of how people punish others for their own feelings of lust lust even and their shame associated with it and it's like if you genuinely uh attracted to somebody but you are like keeping them secret because you're ashamed or anything like that and it's different when say it's it would be a different kettle of fish say if you were gay and your home situation wasn't safe or if you were lgbt whatever and your home situation wasn't safe and you were keeping your relationship a secret to say for your own safety that's totally fucking different i'm not talking about that what i'm talking about is when you are literally sexually attracted to someone or you have a certain kink, right? And you will act on it and engage that person in it and then you allow them to be teased or you allow them to be the butt of the joke. And this usually happens with fucking fat people and I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. I'm a plus-size woman and luckily, very luckily, I have never, knowingly anyway, had someone be ashamed of me and act it in public and if I did that would break my fucking heart like and that girl whoever she was I saw someone posted like it was posted on TikTok and then another plus size woman in America um I don't by the way I I struggle saying the word fat not because I think it's a bad word I acknowledge that fat is just a descriptive um but but and there's no shame associated with it I don't feel shame I just struggle to use it because it triggers me Um, It's been used against me really negatively too many fucking times. And I still, like, flinch when I say it. I'm trying to teach myself not to, but it's a work in progress. So if you hear me say plus size, I mean fat, and there's nothing wrong with being fat. There's nothing wrong with saying the word fat. It's just a descriptor. There's no power behind it. It has the power that you give to it. Anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that's it. I saw a, a... well fat lady respond and she was fucking stunning obviously of course she was was fucking gorgeous and she was like that girl deserved better getting really emotional about it and it's true it's like and she said pretty much words to the effect of like you fancy us or you find us sexually attractive you want to fucking kiss every fucking inch of my like cellulite stretch marked body and then in front of your boys or in front of your mates or whatever you'll fucking hide because of your own shame and you'll try and put that on other people because of your own shame but that's your fucking problem and if you don't deal with it then you're a fucking scumbag and you don't deserve that person who is trusting you with their body it's like a horrible mix of lust and shame that just becomes so intertwined. it's the shame that's associated with lust and it's it's always i find it's always the person who's feeling the lust that puts the shame on the other person it always is and it's just embarrassing like 
but especially with something that's so harmless like just being plus size or being fat or whatever you want to fucking call it like what's well, what society dictates it's just, you know it's not normal to like that's what society dictates it as but that's the thing because being thick with two c's has never been more attractive than the the present day but still people can't seem to accept fat people and it's just like get over yourselves your excuses about health and all these bollocks are off now like oh but it's promoting an unhealthy lifestyle so uh kate moss who like boasted about literally surviving on fags and cocaine is the, and coffee is the archetype of a healthy lifestyle then even though she's like praised in magazines and stuff like well she was anyway I don't know about a career now Oops. it's like if all these people like and I can say with healthy lifestyle wouldn't be like campaigning to ban cigarettes or you know yeah bitch I, like fu- I fucking smoke and even then it's like you never come for the smokers you always come for the fucking fat people and it's just like oh it just does my fucking tits in but anyway we're getting off topic now but it was very important for me to say that about the shame that's associated with lust just because if you let shame rule your life especially in relation to your lust or sexual feelings and you put that shame on other people you're just a fucking weenie mate yeah you're just a total fucking weenie um to up the mood a bit like i also and i wanted to detract away from like sexual murderers as well um i wanted to talk about um the chemical reaction behind Uh, scientific. yes so the i was quite surprised by this actually um so i thought you know you hear about like dopamine and all sorts of shit i thought that shit like that was to do with lust actually the uh chemical um chemical reaction or balance of lust is managed by testosterone and estrogen um and it's weird because these are obviously considered gendered in inverted fucking commas uh, gendered um hormones but actually it turns out that testosterone pretty much works on the libido of anybody any person like testosterone will up your fucking libido a naturally high amount of it um and everybody has both hormones yeah, anyway. Right. Every single person will have testosterone and estrogen in their system. Um, so testosterone kind of rules who uh, rules your kind of libido. Um, and to be honest, the main reason why estrogen is even included is um, just because that people with ovaries have been known to demonstrate like a high sex drive when they're ovulating. But apart from that, it's mostly testosterone running the show. And that fucking surprised me. That surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, I didn't know the science behind it. It's very interesting. Yeah. I just thought, like, it'd be... Because, obviously, your hormones, those hormones anyway, are usually not something that's released by your brain. It's in your genitals or, like, other parts of your body. Like, I didn't realise until having my thyroid removed... No one really thinks about where hormones come from in your body. And like, so for example, I had my thyroid removed, which your thyroid releases a hormone that manages your metabolism, does a whole host of other shit. Like manages, it kind of generates, generates, fucking hell. Um, I can't think of the word. It like balances your mood and 
because it is a hormonal thing it is associated with like your mood even your body temperature yeah. your heart rate all sorts of shit and most people have no idea that that fucking gland exists yeah I think it's also really interesting to look at lust not from like a societal or cultural viewpoint but from a scientific one yeah and I explain it as just a chemical reaction oh yeah you know it strips away all the bullshit and claptrap and literally centuries of culture around it and just makes it you know just a chemical but it is literally a chemical that is released mainly from your genitals which is interesting so when people say that you are thinking with your your dick or whatever you literally are when it comes to lust but to keep the kind of positive I nearly said vibes then to keep to keep the kind of positive vibes going I just wanted to just have a like informal chat about lust now that we've kind of gone through most of our points. Have you gone through all of yours now? Uh, I wanted to talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, and I think oh that's god, <laughs> I just get get it. We'll, we'll talk about Sodom and Gomorrah now so that we yes. can like have the informal chat at the so end. Then in Genesis, <laughs> Lot. Oh god, his, brace yourself, kids. He's on about Lot the Bible. And his family travel to the city of Sodom. Who? Lot. Sorry, I was talking over you. I just kind of. So Lot has two daughters and a wife, and they travel to the city of Sodom to stay there. (gasps) I think I know this story. And um, basically, all the men in Sodom are gay. They're all horny as fuck. Gay men. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Basically, um, they try and rape Lot. So Lot's. Wait, who's Lot again? uh, Just some. The dad? Yeah. Right, okay, sorry. So Lot's plan basically is to offer his two virgin daughters to the mob as like a have sex with them. But they're gay though. Yeah, they don't want them. Oh, oh, that's the story. Yeah, they're like, like to Lot, how dare you judge us? And then um, God rains fire down on Sodom and Lot and his family flee. And Lot's wife is turned into a pillar of salt. Because she turns and looks at the city being destroyed when God told them not to. So she's just turning to like a big bottom of salt. Oh, so that's why like old kind of religious types refer to us queers as sodomites. Yeah, that's where the word sodomite comes from. Ah, and that's also why then gay, well, I say gay, I mean, well, yeah, LGBT, like whatever, same sex, sex was referred to as um, sodomizing, isn't yep. it? That's it. Oh. Same way onanism comes from... Um, Onin and what? Uh, it's the um, sophisticated word for wanking. Onanism. <laughs> Onanism. Onanism. Oh no, it's bi- like an anemone. No, because in the Bible, Onan um, spilled his seed upon the earth, hence um, Onanism. Right. Well. Yes. He, he. In the Bible, it's literal seeds. Like it's. It's plant what, seeds. What? Like actual seeds coming out of your bell end? No. He's, he was just like sowing seeds, and they're just going everywhere. And that's why it's like, oh, all these seeds going everywhere is so wasteful. It's like. Wow. There's no wanking involved. He's just sowing seeds. For oh, it's fr- just a really boring metaphor. Yeah, he's just sowing seeds really frivol- frivolously. Mm-hmm. Nothing exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, to contrast to that. Yeah. Lust can be really exciting, though. Like, I tend to... The first thing I thought of when we when we agreed that we were going to do lust today, I the first thing I thought of... Actually, no, before I say it, what was the, what's the first thing that you think of when you think about lust? Uh, the, it immediately comes to your mind. Immediately being very sweaty. 
and also happy. That's what I think of. Sweaty and happy. Yes. Is that how you were when you looked at me for the first time? Yes. Just sweaty and well, happy. Well, I'm always sweaty. <laughs> but I was sweaty and happy when I saw you for the first time. Oh, gee. Yeah. That's, that's the nicest thing, anybody? No. Um, oh, fuck. I actually, like, I sat and thought about this. And, like, I always talk about this, like, when my friends get into new relationships. Like, we've been together for ages. And it's not like, obviously, it's not like the the romance has gone, like, without, with, and I'm trying to word this delicately, but we are still... Still having sex. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not like, you know, you know, people are like, oh, their honeymoon period goes and you stop liking each other and it's miserable. It's not like that with us at all. Um but even then, there is something really special about the very start of a relationship. I think it's because when we're, like, kissing or stuff now, it's familiar. Whereas when it's all new, it's like, and it's like, yeah, it's do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's person, yeah. No, but, like, no, I'm not talking about learning. I'm not talking about the fancy schmancy, like, romancy stuff. I'm talking about oh, getting down fucking dirty, like, kissing someone and, like... Well, a bit like learning what they like and what... Oh, I thought you were, like, like doing learning what, what's like, your favourite colour. No. <laughs> um, but, no, like, when our friends are, like, getting into new relationships and they're telling me about it and all that, I'm, like, the, the only thing that I usually say to them is fucking enjoy it because it is, like... It, it's not one of those stories that people always say, like, ah, oh, their romance dies, because it doesn't if you love each other. But it's just a really fucking cute and cool time. Yeah. I love it. The start of a relationship where everything... You, one, you're horny all the fucking time, because, obviously, you're realising that you fancy this person and you don't love them yet, so you like them more and more every day. And, you know, your feelings usually get stronger and it's all romantic and new and scary yeah, and really hot nice. and ooh and like it's just such a fucking cool time and I do equate that with lust like the first thing I think about is like the early stage of dating someone where you're just shagging all the time you're trying to work out if you if you you know love them and it's like the stage before love I think yeah but have you ever had like have you ever had like lust at first sight with Pete with somebody like looked at someone and immediately got, I'm gonna shag you, and then it's happened. Yeah. Was it with me? <laughs> it's with you and before and stuff like that. You know? Oh god, yeah. I was a nightmare for doing stuff like that when I was like, I can usually tell, or before I met you anyway, I could usually tell if I fancied someone and was gonna sleep with them, or at least gonna try and sleep with them. You know, you're never always successful. I don't want to be a cocky twat, but. I could always tell. Episode. I could always tell if I was sexually attracted to someone within minutes of meeting them. Like you just look at them and you just feel that buzz, don't you? Yeah. And it's like that electric, like, oh, and you notice them looking at you, and you're like, ooh, hello. Why do we always do Mrs. Beardsley when we do that voice? I don't know because it's very funny. What's it called? That podcast? Uh, Athletico Mints. Athletico Mints. If you've ever listened to it, it's Peter Beardsley's wife, and she's like, ooh, hello. You're Peter Beardsley off the telly, aren't you? I can't fucking do it. Just some horrible Geordie woman. It's Yeah, she's supposed to be a horrible Geordie woman that's, like, obsessed with eggs and, like, really inappropriately flirts with people. So on the first date, she was like, Ooh, 
thank you, Peter. I'll have two fucking pickled eggs and a pint of advoca, please. It's and then later hard. on, she's like, oh, you horrible bastard, <laughs> scrunting round my front ears. <laughs> You're my fucking boyfriend now, aren't you? <laughs> you horrible gravestone of a bloke. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, she is the opposite of lust. She describes her leg juice regularly yes. and it, she actually like makes me a bit fucking sick um but in terms of lust i think we've covered all the really important bases that's it that is the story of fucking lust essentially we've gone biblical we've gone historical we've gone modern day and now this is the climax oh, God. i had to end with a shit point that, uh, i'm sure that's yeah, the eighth you did you i'm sure did that's that. the eighth deadly sin oh what no. you <laughs> just exists. i was gonna say puns <laughs> but Puns are excellent when done right, but that's not something that you'd know about. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. We're going to go. No, before we go, though, we are going to keep this series going, this Seven Deadly Sins shit. Um, I want to try and do one every week. Um, I also want to try and take, like, proper pictures, like, associated with it or draw something associated with it as well once we've done the seven deadly sins i ideally want to move on to something like occulty um so if you guys have got any suggestions i know that a, a lot of you actually listened to our previous podcast which was things to do during lockdown yeah it was just literally called stuff and things um but now that we're getting fucking spooky most of our mates are goth bitches and i know there's a lot of goth bitches that listen to this so give us a shout if you want us to cover anything in particular i mean um the only public social media that we have is instagram so do you want to say yours yes i am at plague of dom on instagram so it's plague like the disease of dom of dom so d o spelling so plague o f d o m yep and then mine is Kitty Calders, so that's K I T T Y C A L D E R S. Um, and if you want, you can send us a message, just ask us anything, and give us some suggestions on what spooky shit we can do next. We'll hopefully see you next week. Goodbye! Goodbye!